0: If you want to go, go. I have work to do. But I will put it in my report. I was told the Red Army I could rely on for their assistance. And I will report back that I could not.
1: You can rely on a dog for as long as you don't kick it to death, Major. If you treat a dog well, he.
2: If a dog bites you, you take it into the woods
0: and you shoot it. The Apocalypse
2: Players present Machine Track to Station Kharkov 37. A Call of Cthulhu scenario written by Brett Kramer, with Dominic Allen as Administrator Major Yuri Kopolev of the Telegraph Service of
0: the Soviet Union. How can you look around and not see that we are in the deepest shit and you want to go back and sit on your arses and just pretend like nothing is happening? Eventually it will get you. Eventually something will come and it will get you. Joseph
2: Chance as Senior Sergeant Dr. Visarian Beo Ivanovich Yuskov Lyubimova of the Red Army.
3: We've had 25 men Will you put into trucks and you tell them where to drive, when, and how, and why. The longer we stand here talking
2: about this, the more scared they will get. Dan and McAleer as Senior Lieutenant Grigor Fyodorov of the Red Army.
1: Thank you, Major. You've made your position quite clear, as you've made mine. If I want to leave, I can, so I will be taking my men and
2: leaving now. Das svidanya. And Dan Wheeler as everybody else.
1: I walk away at this point. Uh, in fact, I walk back and call over to um, uh, Kowalewski and Blockinsteff because I imagine they're getting back to the men at this
2: point. Yeah, Kowalewski's just, I mean, he's, you can see hes uh, he's sort of suppressing... Uh, bubbling rage and he's just started he's just started telling the men to start pulling down the uh the telegraph poles around the silo. Uh
1: sergeant, sergeant, please. Yeah. Um sorry, just a moment. Um we will please disregard that last order. We will be leaving now. Tell the men to uh, start getting everything ready into the trucks. Um I will assist of course. Where the um the other officers may not be coming with us, but as far as I'm concerned I'll work here is done.
2: His shoulders drop, and he he looks visibly relieved, and he says, "Thank you, Lieutenant. I'll, uh, no. I'll I'll execute that order directly." And he starts ordering people around. And there's a bit of chat back and forth. Some people aren't happy. Some people wanted to stay. Some people wanted to move. But things start getting put back in trucks. Slowly, nothing's
0: happening quickly. As this happens, I turn to um, Trepanov and I say, um, right, let us take that jeep with the the dead man and the headlights. And uh, doctor, what would you rather do? You'd rather come with us and help us or would you rather go with your Red Army friends and end up on a list that gets sent back to the Kremlin?
3: Major, you know full well that men in time of war, they make the mistake of looking too closely at what is directly in front of them. They cannot think ahead about the consequences of what will happen tomorrow, or the day after, or the week after. That is why we are officers, and they are the men. Please.
0: That is not my problem. I was quite clear about the consequences.
3: I know you were, and I respect your decision, Major, as I respect the ranks that are given to us by the party. What I would ask of you is... You seem very keen to investigate some aspects of the local area. Men who are moving are men who are happier. Men who are doing things are men who are more occupied and have less time to think. Men who are sitting, waiting for other people to have discussions, very unhappy people. You know this. I know you know this. What I have to ask of you is where would you like to go? You mentioned this track. Is, you want to follow this track? Why don't we check this track? All of us, together.
0: If you wish to come, you can come. If you wish to go back to the camp, you can go back to the camp.
3: Well, I'm talking about my comrades. We will go with you. We find out what is at the end of this camp. You have not even said what you think might be at the end of this camp. You already know what is at the end of this camp. You have a map.
0: I've seen you use it. I have no idea what is at the end of this camp, this track. I extend the invitation to you, doctor. And I appreciate it. And to the lieutenant. And to all of the men.
3: I do appreciate it, and you know I must stay with my unit. To betray the unit
0: would be... Well, you can speak to the unit, and if you have the sway that you think you have, then they're welcome to join. I will speak to the lieutenant, because we are trusted
3: allies over many years now, and I believe that I can possibly sway him, but what I want to say to you, Major, is with the utmost respect, if you know where you are going, would you please give me the name of the place that you are going, so that I can say to the lieutenant what it is that we are planning you said you mentioned that there was a track. All I know is that there is... All I have known is the, the um, Balenchkov. That's the only other place I know around here, the Kolkos. We passed through um, Bogodosk. We passed through the... I don't even know the one that you are referring
0: to. I would love to give you a clear answer of where I intend to go. But every time I need five minutes to discuss, I am told, oh, Boronev needs the shit. Um, Malenkov (laughs) is sick for his mother. He wants to write a letter. Oh, the men are sad. The men are happy. The men want to dance. They want to drink. They want to sleep. They want to go up the stairs. They want to come down the stairs. They want to fix the telegraph poles all of a sudden. (laughs) Two days ago, they didn't want to give a fuck about the telegraph poles. (laughs) So I would love to give you an answer as to what I'm going to do. But I do not know, doctor, because I have not been given the time to think. (laughs) So Trepanov and I are going to get in the jeep and we are going to drive. I'm going to drive to Chechenka, because I believe there are people living there who know what's happened here, and I will drag them back by their balls, and I will shoot them if I have to.
3: Chechenka, remind us, where is Chechenka? Southwest. The Southwest Cold Course. then that is all I need. Good. Comrade Major, Comrade Captain, and I trot back.
2: Okay, you look at your map, you, you pulled out your map in a rage, Major. <clears throat> And you look at Tsachenko on the map. He's on tilt now. He's on tilt. It's dangerous. And, uh, and, and you you show your map to Treyapanov, who's the driver, to ask his opinion. Mm. <laughs> and Treyapanov says, uh, Tsachenko, that looks like, based on where we have visited already in this region, I suspect it will take us about three quarters of an hour to get there. By the time we get there... It will be dark.
0: Hmm. Measure. I'm not afraid of the dark. But maybe some of these men are. Of course they are. They are the wettest noodles in the entire Red Army. (laughs) That's why they get sent out here to, what, guard a hill? Nobody likes a wet noodle. (laughs) There is a reason they are not on the Finnish border. There is a reason they are not in the Far East fighting the Japanese. There is a reason they are sat in the middle of fucking nowhere looking after telegraph poles.
2: (laughs) I very much doubt that that will happen for at least another 10 years. (laughs) Skirmishes, skirmishes. (laughs) Oh, I see. (laughs) All right, so you want to go to to Sajenka tonight? Well, duh, I am with you, I am with you. So you all observe the sky growing a little darker and it's you know it's about it's about five o'clock and the sun will be down at six the men have started loading the trucks uh but they're you know not even half loaded there's still a bit of like a bit of disagreement a bit of what doesn't surprise me (laughs) back chat about whether whether it's a good idea to set off at this time of night oh fucking hell yeah they're they're difficult they're a difficult crew yeah yeah i can't stand the men well, you might not have to worry about them much longer. <laughs> Good.
3: <laughs> I, I trot comedically up to Fyodorov, uh, and it is comedic because you know I am a bit portly, <laughs> and he's you're you're six foot plus, aren't you? Right? No, no, 5'9", five,
1: nine.
3: Five, nine, five, nine. Elegant, elegant, standing at five nine in his slippers, <laughs> and I say, Lieutenant, Lieutenant, and I and I take him by the arm, which I very rarely do, and I say. I think it may be time for you to make one of your famous speeches. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lieutenant, but... You know, you know as well as I do that they will feel better tomorrow and maybe the day after. But I can guarantee this. A man like Administrator Major Yuri Kopolev, even if he doesn't come back, someone will come checking on us whether he is here whether he succeeded or whether he didn't. Take it from me. You know I know. I have friends in the party. Yes? This man, no. the moment he stepped off the train, is trouble for us. If we don't pay the party what they need, which is the results, it will get back to them. Now, what are you suggesting? You're suggesting. Yes, of course, you can remind them all they can all make their own way, one by one. But they will not even be welcome in the unit. They will disband us, they will send people off to the Gulag.
1: You tell me I'm wrong. Remind me, Bayo. I don't know if I ever asked in detail. Where were you before you were with us?
3: My eyes narrow. <laughs> You of all people ask me this now.
1: Just a simple question.
3: Or, 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 yeah, but, or maybe you don't remember what you, did you really drink too much? You don't remember what you tell me?
1: Perhaps I did.
3: And I never tell anyone? Yeah. And I still never tell anyone, even when a man pulls out a fucking piano wire. Standing right opposite me, and the next thing he's going to do is persuade me to tell me everything, for me to tell him everything that I know, not only about me, but about you, my friend. Da. I am suggesting now is the time for one of your famous speeches. And what
1: would this speech be in aid of?
3: A uniform...
1: Pottering around in the wilderness some more, pretending that there are telegraph wires that need replacing.
3: He says he's going to Sachanka. Make the men move. We set up, and when we get there, we prepare to attack something.
1: What are we preparing to attack, Dio?
3: We say that they are armed cultists, old cultists. But this is
1: nonsense. We've already that. lost most of their morale. We, if I say to them, we move to another town in the opposite direction of our camp to attack some cultists who will never appear... Right, all right, we'll keep your voice down. All right. Yes, yes, yes. I don't order you.
3: I say this to you as a friend, as a man who who knows the the old world even before fourteen. Right.
1: Right. Bayo, a moment. Yes, Lieutenant. Kowalewski. Yes. What are you making of the uh, of time here? Um, I'm keen to move, but do you think we should uh, move locations slightly and then? Uh, regroup and leave in the morning for a proper journey back there are other coal calls around here that we could move from this area and uh, hopefully there'd be you know better supplies or water or shelter in another place nearby at least we'd be on the move and then we could properly leave tomorrow morning my worry is driving back in the treacherous conditions in the dark what do you think
2: I I understand your concerns, Lieutenant, and um, as always, I'm at your service. What what you decide, we'll go with. Well,
1: of course, I I don't question your loyalty.
2: I, I can't I can't speak for Block and Steph and his squad, but uh, I, we're we we're, we're both very loyal to you, and what you say. You know, if, if you if you say we should stay another night we'll stay another night if you uh if you think we should move we'll move
1: between you and me I would rather we had not come to this place I think it has been a wild goose chase and I believe we have not been treated fairly by those
2: you say that again
1: so for my part in that I apologise but of course we have to follow orders don't we
2: no no apology necessary Lieutenant
1: my Thinking is, we move to a course nearby, and then in the morning, we see the state of the play. where how many men are fit to travel? At least we'll be away from this place, and then we uh, we make the full journey back in light.
2: Uh, as as always, Lieutenant, your command will be uh, obeyed. Excellent. Your, your your choice is final, but I I will offer this um, point of advice that you have some some very unwell troops and maybe move, moving them twice might be more difficult than moving them once but as i say if that's what you wish we'll make we'll make it happen
1: the men 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 gather for a moment
2: and they do they stop what they're doing and um you know they 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 respect you. They put down what they're doing, and they come forward and they gather round.
1: I uh, I turn and give Bayo a sort of a tiny look, but I'm so, it's just sort of a look that says, "I'm not doing this because you told me to. <laughs> I'm just doing it, all right." Um, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, yes. And I say, uh, "Men, <sighs> we face the <laughs> tricky situation here." I'm sure you are all angry, annoyed, as any member of the party would be when asked to do things which seem to make no sense. I completely sympathize with you. Uh, I know some of you are ill, and uh, all of you are tired and have been working hard. Uh, The task we were sent here to do, the uh, repair of the telegraph wires, it is not our business. We were merely helping these agents on their way. Perhaps it is not their business either. We were not to know this until we arrived. Either way, I believe our business at this tractor station is concluded. However, night is drawing on and the roads are treacherous and many of us are ill. And I think the best thing to do at this stage would be to move to one of the nearby abandoned Kolkos, set up camp there and set off back for our uh, our own uh, camp in the morning at first light Uh, I ask you to trust me this once uh, as you have many times before Uh, I realize we are not facing the enemy in battle but nevertheless uh, this is uh, something you will need to be brave and be focused and be loyal for so uh, thank you I hope you'll trust me in this I will do my best by you
2: excellent excellent Um, what's your persuade skill it's one no I don't know Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) what a waste of time (laughs) the entire speech I've been revving the jeep trying to get it going (laughs) Uh,
1: my persuade is 54
2: oh very good can you roll for me yes Uh, I was going to say you can have a bonus die because that was so beautifully done
1: oh thank you uh, let's see what the second one is, just for a laugh. Oh, 15. So that's not bad.
2: Fifteen. A hard success. Four. Yeah. Great. Well, it appears to you that they are. Um. They're they're all on board with this with this idea. Um. So they uh, as as, you know, as long as this is what's the, you know, as, as long as they don't get dicked around again. Um. They they're probably carry on with this so i'm
1: gonna say um just to finish that i'm just gonna say uh help the sick help your ill comrades um we will continue to pack up the trucks and we will leave as soon as we are ready um so we still have time to uh set up a new camp elsewhere away from this place thank you and then i walk back to bayo and say uh you didn't write me any jokes, but uh, I think it went down all right. You know, a bit dry, perhaps.
3: I I better give them as many of them a drink as I can.
1: Yes, I would go administer your medicine, and I uh, keep walking past towards the major, and I pull out my gun. No, I don't do that. <laughs> Are you revving your truck? Are you
0: in the? Well, I think probably Trepanov and I walk over to the to the jeep to see how roadworthy. When you say the jeep, what are you talking about? The one that's hooked up to the to the lights.
3: The Electrographic Light Orchestra Representation Company machine.
0: Yeah. Okay. So the so.
2: The, the rural electrification truck, so yeah. you're going to unwire it from the lights that
0: are rigged. Well, right now, I'm going over to see how roadworthy it is. Oh,
1: I thought you were at the other one, the one with the water in the back.
0: No, I was assuming after our rally, you'd probably try and take all the vehicles. Uh, and also, get Dukov over, obviously. He's with us. And in fact, I'd be talking to Trepanov about the plan, and I'd have told Dukov, try and get the, the roadworthy... <laughs> So I do cover to be the one actually doing any work.
2: So um, so you would like to know what sort of condition the rural elect- electrification truck is in?
0: Yeah. If it could drive us to Tchenko or whatever. Sure thing. Um,
2: I have a feeling that you you and um, um
0: polished it up. Well, we did get the engine running to run the power.
2: Yeah, it's fine. That, that that you could you could get that. That's roadworthy. It's it's good to
0: go. You fixed oh, it. Fine then. Yeah, we push the body over the back and then <laughs> wipe the seats down a bit. Right. So we're getting in. Okay, um, but obviously
2: this is the thing that is the generator for the lights around the Silac. Oh yeah, yeah. Fine. So you have to unhook the mm. like jump start like crocodile clips wiring up the. Mm. So you unclip those. The lights go off.
0: <laughs>
2: We're out of here. I get the headlamps on first, obviously. <laughs> Fine. You get the headlamps on. You unclip the. All the lights power down. <laughs> a few of the soldiers look up and are looking around. Like they they don't they don't know what what any of you know. Lucky for them. They they don't know the significance of the lights. As far as they know, this was just to sort of illuminate the base a bit. And the, yeah, as far as you can tell, the, tr- the, the truck is, is roadworthy, it's good to go. It's, it's, it's not like, um, it's not... It's not a Land Rover. It's not a Land Rover, no. <laughs> um, but it's, fi- it's fine.
3: Yeah, so I'm, pour- I'm pouring vodka into men's glasses, but the moment I see those lights starting to go down, I make a beeline for Nikolsky and Tomasov, And I say, hey, you two, with me, I give you a glass of the good stuff because I'm handing out the crap stuff. Uh, I'll give you the glass of the good stuff. If you help me get as much of this onto this truck right now, let's do this. As
2: much as. Oh, this,
3: you take uh, these. I take this. You take these grenades. Mm, grenades, oh, useful. Yes, mm.
2: of course. Very kind. This is a lovely drop. Thank you very much. And I start loading it on.
3: Uh, and I generally start to get, get the chevy on for the men. With whatever it takes, really, in terms
1: of. Meanwhile, I was en route. As soon as I finished my speech, I sort of passed Bayo and had that brief word with him. But I was working my way over to the major. I don't know if I get there before they zoom off into the distance.
2: But no, you. I mean, they, they're just sat in the truck testing it out. So if you if you want to hit the truck while they're still there, yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I walk up and. Tap on the side window and say, papers, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't say that. Um. I'll just say, uh, Major, uh, Captain, I hope you realize uh the position you put me in there was untenable. We are not make, we are not going back to our camp tonight. There is a part of me that would still like to help you, because I believe that if you truly understand something more about what is going on here, then you know, it would be the good thing to do in the name of the party and for the good of mankind, but I can only watch my men suffering for so long, and I can only stay in a place where I am not welcome for so long, and to be frank, you made me feel like I may already have my name in your little book um and sort of nod to his pocket, Um, and then I'll say, uh, tonight we will camp in one of these cold courses. Uh, We can either come to the same one as you, or begin making our way home. Would you like my assistance this evening at least? Or are you happy to go it
0: alone? Your assistance was always welcome, senior lieutenant. Thank you for making it so clear. But this is uh, a free and democratic communist nation. Of course. People are free to do whatever they want. Yes, and... There are consequences to all actions, of course.
1: Of course. And uh, let me be the uh, the first to
0: point out... I'm sorry that you feel you have to nanny the men.
1: Well, it is not that I have to nanny the men. It is that when the men are not needed for a specific reason, I see no reason to put fellow comrades in danger. Perhaps the... Uh, That communal
0: spirit has been lost in some ranks. So you agree that we are in danger?
1: Well, I agree that they are in danger, they are ill, there is no drinking water, our supplies will only last so long, and unless it is clear to me why I am keeping them in that situation, of course they are in danger, because they have no chain of command.
0: Yes, I can help you with that. Uh, It is clear why you're keeping them in that situation, because I have a... um, Uh, priority requisition directive order that says I would be assisted (laughs) by the Red Army so that is why you're keeping them in that situation
1: Major. and I hate to play this thing let me be the first to say how embarrassing it has been, probably for both of us that the delineation between ranks has been so blurry from the start but I have to say that you know, your rank is with the party I am a member of the party but my rank is with the Red Army I command my men You do not.
2: Triapinov says, I think the rank is pretty clear. Yeah. Well. The major is a ranking officer. Full stop. Mm.
1: If only it were as simple as full stops. Uh, Well, I've said my piece. Um, I'm happy to help you for the rest of this evening in weeding out these survivors you seem certain have somehow um, worshipped an evil giant creature that runs about these hills like a fairy tale and are are clearly hiding out in one of the abandoned cold courses nearby, I will take your word, in all honesty, that this is possible. But if you would rather me and my men were going in the opposite direction, that's the direction we're going.
0: I have no strong feelings about what I would rather you did. I will appreciate the assistance and I would welcome your input as to whether you think we should go to these call causes or whether you think we should go down this trail that is not marked on any map. The doctor seems to feel that the trail is perhaps the way to, that is what I have inferred from what he has said. I am in two minds, I do not know. I see.
1: So what are you thinking
0: of headache? As I said to the doctor, every time I try to make a th- try to set aside some time to consider my actions i am um, I am hurried along by the needs of the men hurried
2: along by the commissar of the party law, who says <laughs> just to um just to let you know it's it's now it's very nearly dark. The men have rushed to get everything in the back of the trucks they've They've really worked their arse off because you know they only had about 45 minutes and they have managed to get all the tents down and load them in the trucks right and they're now literally waiting uh for an order on where to go but it is it is nearly dark
1: i turn back and notice this and i'll, I'll say to the major you uh light up your headlamps we will follow at a small distance and
0: meet you in whatever course we are headed to what's the name of it well, what do you think? Do you think we should go to Tsetschenka or do you think we should follow this mystery trail? In all
1: honesty, I would be glad to just not be in this place anymore. I don't think we can glean any more from this uh, tractor station. So if you're convinced there is something more to learn from one of these cocos, we go to the Col Cols.
2: looks at the map and says, uh, I, I don't know what your priority is, but... If you want to get somewhere quick, the closest place is definitely... Uh, Bylenshkov. B- oh, I wish, it w- I wish it wasn't that one I could not pronounce. Um, the closest place is by Bylenshkov. By we could probably be there in 15 minutes. Da. That sounds good. Mm, Tushenka is more like close to an hour, and now it's just dark. Uh, and then the track... Who knows where it goes, but if you want to go that way,
0: we can. Well, I tend to Trepanov and say, Trepanov. you know the situation here. You know what we must do to complete our brief. Do you think uh, Bailenshkov is the most likely place? Or do you think this track is what we should be exploring? Trepanov makes sure he's out of earshot of uh, the lieutenant and says... I mean, I don't like to agree with the lieutenant, but I also don't want to be here much longer. (laughs) of leans out of the air shot of the lieutenant and says
2: Major if I can be honest I think the important parts of our objectives have been completed for us mm. I don't think that we are going to find anything in any of these cold causes so I think maybe we you you make a choice, you make a judgment about what is useful, what we can report back to the party, useful learnings.
0: We cannot simply go and say, we found the place empty, but we did nothing. No, understood,
2: of course. But I think if you are hoping to find... But, but, I take your point. My point is, if you are hoping to find OGPU agents alive that we can capture and torture and question which I would be very happy to do I think we might be disappointed
0: Hmm. also if you were uh, wanted if you were being hunted you would probably not hide in the places that you had previously lived no and maybe not quite so close to this place well let us follow this track find out where it ends and what it ends with you want to go there tonight? If we go there tonight and we find it leads to nothing, then we leave tomorrow. If we go there tonight and find what it leads to, we, uh, then we can leave even earlier. Okay. You, you, you are the boss, as they say. And all of these Red Army men can get back to their drinking themselves to death. May I suggest, Major, that
2: since you are the only one with a map, you are the only one who knows that this track is not on the map and it does not lead to a kolkhoz cause. So maybe we could, if you very much want to go there tonight, we suggest
0: that we are heading to a kolkhoz cause. We will be economical with the facts.
2: You understand what I'm saying. I understand
0: Major, I hate to interrupt, but um Oh you're still there. <laughs> no 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 of course no
2: no no we were just we were just checking that we were on the same page. We are in agreement.
0: <laughs> His face is just in the window. <laughs> we are in agreement. I'm
2: glad. <laughs> yes. Uh, you
1: lead the way and uh, Great. You say fifteen minutes.
2: <laughs> I maybe a little longer, but we're not sure. The map is unclear, but we will go to the nearest call, call. Excellent.
1: Okay. Well um we'll follow along uh, I'll make sure the men are ready <laughs> so I, I jog back to the trucks and uh, sort of make sure everyone's on board sort of say to the men uh, we are, we'll be staying in a cold cause nearby I'm <laughs> sick of this place uh, uh, it's maybe half an hour and then we'll be uh, set up but at least we'll be in a slightly more uh, a friendly location I'm
0: sure <laughs> Uh, sort of settle up it's like but Boris Johnson talking about his escape plan for lockdown <laughs> yeah, next month yeah. will be great oh, we'll back <laughs> to normal by Easter
1: well I'm, I'm like Boris Johnson talking about that if Chris Whitty was an Ogpoo agent yeah, sort of yeah, killing people behind the scenes
2: <laughs> let's assume we're on the road <laughs> the soldiers have got everything in the back of the tracks uh, what have we done in Triepinov and Kopolev are uh, at the front, in their truck. And we really don't have a map, do we? Well, Popolev and Triapanov do.
3: Yeah, but we, Fyodorov and I don't.
2: No, you don't. And it's dark. I'm just shaking my head now. Luba Mova, I should make it clear that you, you felt a deep sense of unease leaving the station. Uh, yes, which certainly fits with one of my private theories. You felt very persuaded to leave. And I think if anyone was staying behind, you would have stayed behind. But the fact that everyone was leaving really dragged you away. And, and, and you, you don't feel like you're going too far tonight. No. That helps, I think.
3: And also, I think the last thing I did before I got into the truck with the good lieutenant was I looked back at the, at the discarded dead body of the OGPU agent for, for a good moment. I just really stared at it, thinking... Is that why you got into that truck? So that you could be close to it. And then I and then I hmm. and then I get into the truck and
2: we leave. Really... So we start making our way up the track. And as soon as you're in the truck and you start moving, actually as you start moving north, you feel a bit better. Triapanov and Kopolev are in front. And uh, when, once you're on the road, Triapinov turns the couple of and says, So, Major, did you have a good look in the satchel, in the bag?
0: Let's have another look. And I open the satchel. What have we got? The sketchbook, with drawings of nothing, and then the journal entry. What else is in there? I think it's... Uh, I feel something, it's a... Uh... Oh, it's some bullets. Some bullets? <laughs> <laughs> some shells for the... Are they, They're <laughs> they not silver bullets or something, are they? No, no, they're standard. Standard shells. Standard shells. What else is in there? Satsuma.
2: A full cortina. It's uh Oh, it's uh, a packet of peppermints. I smell them. They're definitely peppermints.
0: They're peppermints, they're peppermints. I have one. Nice, and I offer one to um, Trepanov.
2: Thank you very much. I have been meaning to mention your breath to you, Trepanov. <laughs> and you write in your little notebook, and you realise that you're writing with the pen
0: that you picked out the satchel. Oh, hmm. I unscrew the pen and open it up and take all the cartridge out. <laughs> well,
2: it's funny as you write. Oh no! You realise the ink has a funny quality to it. <gasps> oh
0: no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell! It's just it's it's
2: not it's not standard ink. It, it the way it runs is slightly
0: yeah, <laughs> slightly different. This isn't standard ink. It's not quite standard. After I've written with it for a bit, does it disappear? No. Okay. Uh.
2: Wait. No. Yes, it does. Fucking... It's disappeared. Fuck's sake. You realise, you look back in your book and you realise the past few entries you've written with this pen that you found in the satchel...
0: Oh, fuck.
2: ...have disappeared. No! <laughs> what else was in that satchel?
0: The map was in the satchel, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, you've got that. Is there anything else? You reach down. I pull out. There's a little wrap of what looks like pills...
3: As he opens them, uh, Commissar of the Party Law, just for a little mini cliffhanger. Of course. We cut, we, can we cut back into the other, uh, the cab of the other vehicle?
2: Absolutely.
3: I pull out of my bag the the rather expensive looking handgun, which I suspect Senior Lieutenant Fyodorov is a lot better at using than I am. Uh, and, I, and I pass it over to him and I say, the little thing that I found in the... Um, The good mage's new car, left by the Ogpo agent.
1: Very nice. Yeah,
3: useful, very useful. I thought he might pack a little heft. Yes. Grigor, now it's just you and me. Bah. Why did you ask me about before? About before the party? Listen...
1: Perhaps this situation has stressed me out uh, (laughs) too much. Or perhaps you've heard something. No, no, no. No, no, no. I've not heard anything, and I trust you my friend. I was trying to remind you that whatever we have been through, whoever we are, whatever our experiences have made us, one little note in the book of the wrong person can unwrite all of that. That's all I was trying to point out. I'm not good with uh, how you say metaphors. (laughs) So, uh, yes, I was just trying to... uh, that's all I was saying.
3: When I, when I left the prisoner of war camp at the end of 16, mm. you know what I come back for. I come back to find civil war. Everything that I had been fighting for was falling apart behind the lines. By 18, nobody knew who was fighting for whom. You still wear a uniform, so do I. Yes. And this is the uniform that I am loyal
1: to. Well, yes. I've worn a white uniform, but uh, the red one is the one that, of course, I'm loyal to.
3: Well, let's leave it at that then, shall we? Uh. Like I always say. Well, you no. Know, in times like this, I say as I'm pouring another vodka for the Tervis. From the good stuff. Probably only about a third left, I should imagine now. I fought against Denekin in the south, yes? Yes. And I wink at him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Fyodorov, as he winks at you, you look deep into his eyes and he still has this look that is, it's, it's like the Lubamova you knew has gone. It's like something else has taken over him. There is a real change that's come over him. And meanwhile, Lubomova, while you are desperately trying to enlist Fyodorov to your cause, you are deeply aware that Kopolev and Triepanov are leading you into some sort of trap. And you're not sure why you're going so willingly, and you're beginning to wonder whether maybe Fyodorov is in on it as well, because this is this is not right. What's happening to you?
0: Back to the front truck. I um, I I go through the satchel and and uh, at this point with this realisation, I empty everything out and um, just onto my lap. Uh. And I get the map. Uh, Were the matches in there? Um, matches? Not that I know. No. Well, I've got, I've got matches anyway. Hang on a second.
3: Didn't you give your
0: matches to Fyodorov? Well, I say to Treponov, have you got any matches? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I have some matches. Uh, oh, that's yeah. funny how that happens. Standard issue. Good, good. Never give these away to anyone. You <laughs> need them. I light a match and hold it under the paper, under the map and see if anything is revealed to me. Nothing. Nothing. I'm going to test this on the bits I've written that I know have invisible ink on them and see if it illuminates the ink. It doesn't appear to have any effects, no. So it's not the standard sort of disappearing ink, so it must require some kind of acid, like a lemon juice or a salt. So as you're
2: wondering this, you start... Digging your hand back down into the satchel to see if there's anything else you can find. Mm -hmm. And we go back into the rear truck. A lemon. (laughs) And a juicer. Just at this moment, the front truck takes a sharp right turn um, to to a a track that you didn't know was there. And it looks like it's a bit more bumpy. And at the moment where it turns, the headlights come off the road in front. And would you both give me a spot hidden?
0: (laughs) No! Don't do it. Leave him over and Fyodorov. Just because he's asked to spot him doesn't mean you have to do it. <laughs> I, I fail.
1: It's a hard fail. I close my eyes.
0: <laughs> I,
3: I'm going to push this.
0: <laughs> Why?
3: Why would you because, do that? Because I think he's very conscious that he doesn't feel like this is the direction that we were intending to go. Fine. <laughs> oh, God. Because we drove out the same way, right? If I have the map correctly in my mind... The trucks have all driven back out northeast, right? Uh, Northwards, at least, and then,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. You have driven out the way you saw them drive to Yurankovo this morning. So
3: either we're heading back to Yurankovo, which makes no sense. Yeah. Or he's heading us back to the track. So now I'm very keen to see if he's going to take us down the track, because I do not want to go down that track. Do you know about the track? Yeah, because he'd mentioned it to us in, in the meeting but I didn't understand where it went. And I then said this track that you've talked about, which he then misinterpreted as me being keen on it, which I'm not, (laughs) I want to go to a cold So now I'm kind of going, is that where he's going? um... So I didn't have my glasses on, (laughs) so I'm going to put, they're just on the bridge of my nose and I shove them back up and I lean forward and I grab the front of the vehicle and I say, Fyodorov, what is that?
0: If you fail this push roll, does that mean you slam your glasses into your eyes and blind yourself? Almost certainly, one hopes.
2: 37, I have not failed to push roll. <gasps> oh! So as the headlights turn off the road, they sweep round. And then you see in the moonlight, the, the, the hill in the distance with Yorankovo on it. So you realise you were heading towards Yorankovo and they've turned off to the right. But what you see beyond the hill is this weird sort of shimmer. Almost like the Aurora Borealis or something. I don't know, like a light that you couldn't quite... No. You wouldn't quite know how to describe what color it was. (laughs) Whether you would say it's iridescent or opalescent or something, just this sort of shimmer on the horizon. And then it's and then it's gone, and your truck follows and turns, follows the truck in the front, and we're back in the front, the truck in front, and the major's rooting around in his bag.
0: Right. Well, yes. Uh, I I've, I've emptied the satchel out, like I say, onto my lap. And um, is there anything in there that looks like it might be acidic or that might be used as? Well, there's kind the of pack of
2: pills you... that you thought
0: might have been um, like you know. Cyanide pills or something. Suicide pills or whatever. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to crush one of those in my fingers and and rub it on the the paper. Good call. As a powder, it doesn't have any effect. Spit on it. I spit on it. (laughs) And mix it in. Ah, interesting.
2: As you spit on it, it sort of fizzes a little and starts to have some effect on the, the this is on the notebook that you've just written in. Mm-hmm. It starts to slightly make the writing that you've just written come become clear again. So I'm going to attempt that same process on the map, first of all you, So you attempt this um, you're on quite a bumpy track at the moment um, Trepanov is going to do a drive roll So Trepanov's fine, he's keeping the car on the road I would like you to give me a... What makes sense? Give me a constitution roll. Because you were trying to do something quite sort of complicated while you're bumping along a bumpy track. Or dexterity. Is it dexterous? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, dex. I'm
1: sorry, I've just realised I've got 77 on my ride (laughs) skill.
0: Well, that's not going to help you, I'm afraid. Should be on a fucking horse. Um, I've rolled exactly my dexterity, luckily, 80.
2: Fine, so you've you've managed it, so what are you doing? You're on a map, you're looking at the map at the moment. Yeah, I'm trying to see if there's any invisible lines on the map. It reveals nothing, but to be honest, you're sort of like crumbling pills and wiping your spit and you're getting a bit dry in the mouth.
0: That was just to test it. In, In practice, I'll probably try and find some sort of liquid if we've got like, if there's a well, I presumably have a, a cantina of water or something. A cantina. <laughs> <laughs> a, cantina. a canteen. Whatever. You got to use the right word to describe the noun. You got. You got. You can't. You got. <laughs> God. So complex. I don't want to make it easy for you. You mix up. It's like the first Monkey Island game. <laughs>
2: well, enough with the Disney guys. Well, you finally found the two right items in your inventory to mix after joking about it for weeks
0: you finally actually decided <laughs> to find two in- items in your inventory and rub them together <laughs> but that's what always happens in those Monkey Island games, you, you, you've, you're convinced you've combined everything well you finally, you finally combined
2: your, your saliva and some pills and a map and you've achieved nothing um, the map shows nothing. It's nothing.
0: <laughs> oh, what? Well, I'm going to do the same thing. That's reassuring, if anything. So now I'm going to do the same thing to a random painting that he's drawn, so one of the random this drawings. Point, by this
2: point, you're fairly confident that, that there is something in this. So you, you mix up a little, uh, like a, a solution. Hmm. Somehow, you know that you've got more water in the back, it's fine. So you've crumbled a pill into the canteen taking it up so you have a liquid with a bit of this pill in it Mm. and you drip a little bit onto a page which has got a picture of um, a picture of uh, one of the buildings just a really rough sketch of one of the garages with a couple of troops in front of it and as you wipe it across writing becomes clear shit and then you repeat this action on page after page after page and you realise that what you thought was a sketchbook was a journal mm-hmm. and before you start, before you start reading you, you, you make sure you've cleared every page you've, you've turned every shitty pencil sketch into a page of beautiful ink script which matches the journal entry that you saw at the end of the book. Mm. And as you finish clearing out your journal, Triapanov pulls the truck to a stop.
3: Commissar of the uh, party law. Yes, sir. Um, Would it be acceptable to to have one last moment in the cab of the trailing vehicle just before we stop?
2: Yeah, absolutely. As we're
3: clocking that they're slowing down, and no doubt, just just as just as we've cut away from the revelation of the appearing ink. I'd love senior Sergeant Dr. Visari and Beo Lubimova to turn to senior Lieutenant Fyodorov and say, What is your opinion of Dukov?
1: Dukov? Yeah,
3: Dukov. Uh, you like the boy?
1: As much as I like any boy, he seems uh, well he seems slightly wet around the ears. But, uh, you know, not a bad lad, I don't think.
3: You think we could persuade him if we kill the other two that this could all go well? I'm serious. Mm. I don't know where this trek leads, Comrade.
1: I know. There's
3: a lot more of us right now than there are of them.
1: No, 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 Baio this uh this won't do we 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 no 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 we can't be thinking like this
3: i, ag- I agree little comrade little of we cannot be thinking like this
1: and then i uh i sort of touch the side of my nose and say uh Bugsy the major
3: oh by all means my eye is on the Epanov. and he just looks dead straight out of the window with that fierceness in his eyes
1: I just want to check that a uh, lovely vintage sort of uh, gun I was passed—is it loaded?
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> so as this as this conversation is happening, uh, you you pull up behind the truck in front. There is the rural electrification truck with the bright bright headlights, which has been out in front. Then uh, we have had uh, Lubomova. And Fyodorov in the truck behind with the trailer with half the troops. And then the other truck that you brought with you. With with the other two sergeants. And the other half the troops. So everyone is here and you and finally all the trucks have pulled up and the headlights are bright. You have not arrived at a Kolkos. You've arrived at this area of Land which looks like it's been—I um I mean, once again, it's hard to tell because it's very—it's it's dark. Night's fallen. You've got a bit of moonlight and a bit of truck headlight, but all the vegetation and life is dead, desiccated around the site. There's a dead tree sort of standing over what looks like a crater. There's a sort of concave sort of dish about 30 meters across maybe five meters deep and it looks like maybe there's maybe some liquid at the bottom of the crater and there's a bit of chat because the men they've been promised this is the place they'll uh, they'll be able to stay tonight they were, maybe some of them were expecting that they'd be at a cold cause rather than in the middle of nowhere next to this weird sort of crater with some brackish water in the middle of it and a dead tree. Now, Major Kopolev, while you're staring at this barren landscape with this depression in the middle of it, a thought comes to you. It's something triggered by that... Uh, incredible success you had on that occult role before Mm. and while you still don't know of any specific um beliefs uh, from this part of the country you are suddenly reminded of something that you read once (laughs) a profile of professor leonid kulik yeah um Uh, While working for the Mineralogical Museum in Leningrad, he was assigned the task of recovering and cataloguing the many meteorites that had fallen within the borders of the Soviet Union. Uh, From newspaper reports, he learned about a remarkable impact near the Tunguska River in 1908. An expedition to this site under the auspices of the Academy of Science was mounted in 1927 and discovered a massive swathe of flattened trees, but no crater. After another expedition in 1929, so just a few years ago, Kulik estimated that the area of leveled trees was nearly 2,000 square kilometers. No trace of a meteor was ever found, although a few unusual water-filled depressions were discovered. Natives reported that immediately after the meteor strike, the evening skies were unusually bright, and that plant growth in the blast area was limited, even two decades after the impact. And the article also mentioned that Kulik had much difficulty procuring guides from the villages nearest to the blast site. Most of the superstitious locals refused to discuss the event, as they believed that the fireball that had fallen was a manifestation of the god Ogdi. He had cursed the area, smashing the trees and killing the animals. Only a few of them would approach the forests near the impact site, out of fear of incurring Ogdi's wrath. Greetings, Apocalypse. The end is indeed nigh. The end, that is, of this playthrough of Machine Tractor Station Kharkov 37. But as a reward for your dedicated service to the party, we've decided to bring you the thrilling conclusion next week as a double bill. Then in March, we'll be taking a very short break to um, clean our sacrificial cutlery and recharge our divination crystals before launching straight into what we are tentatively and tentacularly calling our second season. We'll be kicking off with some more classic 1920s-era Call of Cthulhu. There'll be some more original mister James-themed content from our resident expert and at least one modern Call of Cthulhu scenario most exciting of all, we're planning to launch a Patreon next season, which will help us cover some of our hosting costs and, more importantly, give you access to exclusive audio content every month. We're just finessing the details of that currently, but please keep an eye, or two, or three, or however many really, we're not judgmental here, on our social media channels for more information about that over the next few weeks. In the meantime, thanks for listening.